0: This is fifteen minutes of freedom. I'm your host, Elite Life Optimization Coach Ryan Nidell, and this is day four from Rhythmia Life Advancement Center in Costa Rica. Okay, full transparency. This is being recorded at seven fifty-two a.m. Thursday morning, and what that means is I was out of my mind last night, and there was no chance I was going to record. Just no chance. Like I couldn't see straight. I couldn't like it was the most incredible experience of my entire life. Bar none, hands down. And I'm gonna explain why. So sure, throughout the day, fun stuff is always here. Classes and trainings and great food and just connecting, right? Now we're now we're bonding as a tribe. Like people are opening up more. We're sharing experiences. Everybody knows each other's stories. It's this thing. Like Everybody here at this really different level, our souls are connected. Like we've been here before. Like I know these people and I've had three or four different people come up to me and say like, I know you from somewhere. Like I I felt you when I saw you and didn't know how to say it. And I felt the same in return. Right. So it's, I know this is going to be out there, but it also isn't out there. I mean, think about this for a second. You have this entire lifetime, right? What, what we do here—this this little momentary window of time, where we get to have a human experience—and I say that based off of truly feeling like we are spiritual creatures, right? We're, we're energy. There's something surrounding the energies of who we are. And so, if you had been energy before, and then you were born and you turned into a human form, then on the backside, you return back to energy. Matter can't be created or destroyed. It only changes forms or shapes. It's not out of the realm of possibility to me, and I don't even have to say that. For me, I 100% believe this, that there's been so many things that have happened to my soul in my lifetime and not the physical existence of lifetime, like the lifetime that exists in eternity, that it's no secret that we're all connected. And the people that are here from all over the globe That we've all been connected for a lot longer than just this now four-day experience. So, as we're bonding, as we're sharing, as we're becoming connected, yesterday was just a great day, but jam-packed day, right? Got to shoot an incredible interview with the head of breathwork here at Rhythmia, which is going to be fascinating whenever that comes out for you to listen to. His name is, is Christian Minson. He... He's got such a phenomenal story going from being a monk, essentially, for 10 years in that life, and then segueing into teaching breath work and then coming down to Rhythmia, and he's got some 40 plant-based excursions under his belt. Really, really a, a powerful guy and a kind guy. So fortunate to get to spend time with him. But I have that. We have plant integration class that I'm in for just a short period of time because of interview schedules. And it just, the days here are very, very full, all right? Like breakfast is basically over by 9.30, so you got to be there at a certain time, and then classes start right after, and then there's these little hour, two-hour breaks, but based off of interviewing people and getting to know people, there really aren't any breaks. And so, in my normal fashion, I grab a workout prior to the plant medicine experience last night. I've been... Grabbing a workout around 4 p.m. again in, in the afternoon. Really great workout facility here. The hot and the cold submersion tanks really just help refresh me and get me ready for the night. And so we enter the Maloka and a whole different energy this evening than any other night. Right? Tonight, last night was ladies' night and not exactly what it would sound like. There's one shaman, she's a, a woman very motherly energy and just very jovial, very incredible speech pattern, just everything. And so we come in and she's, she's saying, look, essentially, we're going to get right to business tonight. Most other, the, the two other times we've done this, there's been this progression and this buildup and it, it seems like we, we have to be outside the Maloka at 530, but it feels like we're really not starting until eight, right? There's all these things that go on. And she's just like, nope, it's go time. And so, speaking to a gentleman that I'm, I'm sure I'll have on the show here before too long, his name is Luke. Does some incredible stuff as well, and he is a facilitator. He's one of the ones there to, to watch and help and guide. I say, hey, like, what what should I do tonight? And right? I haven't necessarily felt these incredible things so far. Like everybody's sharing the you know surgeries that have happened, which is a whole nother conversation that I'll have later. Like all these things have to be achieved by people. I said, not that I'm not getting them, but maybe that's not my path. Maybe that's just not what I'm here for. He said, man, with, with tonight's tonight's brew, right? tonight's ayahuasca, I'd encourage you to have two glasses right off the bat and see how you feel and then come back for two or three more. Yeah, great, okay. Sounds like a good plan to me. Something I haven't done yet. And so there's two lines that form in the front of the room and the shaman is blessing and then giving out every individual what's uh, called a glass it's more like a shot glass of ayahuasca and I decide you know every other time I've just hopped up like I gotta be one of the first ones there I'm just like why I don't have to be the first anywhere what's what what is that necessity to be first and so I stop let almost everybody else go just lay on my bed and wait till the line gets short, walk up, probably one of the last three or four people to get served. Say, I'd really, would it be okay if I had two glasses? And the shaman looks and says, where where are you sitting at? I explained to her right by the door, right next to Luke. Yeah, sure. Thought it was a unique question to ask, but it's almost like it wasn't. like she knew what was about to go on. And of course she did, right? She's a shaman. There's a different thing that they have that we are tapping into. And so take the two glasses, go back, sit, sit very vertically back against the wall. I have a, a mattress that's up against the the wall of the Maloka and just sit. And you sit vertically because you don't want to upset your stomach. You want it just to be able to process nice and smooth. And so for 30 or 45 minutes, you just sit in a vertical position. I did just that. After that amount of time, I finally sink down in the bed and lay down, kind of have the specific way I've been laying, like taking stress off my shoulders and things where I put my hands back uh, almost above my head and just really feels good. Don't know why, but that's where it is. And so, much different than the other ceremonies, we sit in just complete silence. Right? There, there are no Icaros. There's no music. There's no. It's just silence, and the silence is almost a deafening silence. Like it's a all and all encompassing silence because you have sixty people in silence, minus some of the weeps and some of the purging and some of the laughter. And so, I feel the medicine starting to work, but it's not. It's not like pushing me. Like it's, it's there and like having some, say, some conversations in my head. I don't remember when this came, but this understanding that I've been pushing and want to make an impact in 125 million people's lives. And like, that's been this thing, right? It's this underlying current of like, why am I doing all this? Well, the answer is that I already have. And that came right through this experience yesterday that I've been doing what I do now for a lot longer than just this human existence here. Right. we can co- t- call it coaching, mentorship. I just was someone that would listen to other people and offer perspective throughout many lifetimes. I know it because it feels so right. like it's, it's what's had to have happened. And even more so, uh, understanding like what I am supposed to do in a different sentence than than I can probably figure out really how to articulate right now. But going through in my mind, like the workouts and the things I put my body through and what it means to be functional and going back, you know, this is a very, I don't even know how to describe the experience. It almost brings you back to this time. It has brought me back to a time in which life was just simpler. Right? Think, Think like an aboriginal tribe. Think about what the world would have been like prior to all the things that we know now, prior to buildings and prior to roadways and thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago what that was like and that that is what is supposed to be. And all this other stuff is, sure, progression, evolution. There's things that are necessary but it's like pulling me away from what is really me. Why is it that I don't do a steel mace workout outside as the sun's coming up? There isn't a reason. I just have to do it when I get home. There's all these excuses, all these stories, there's all these things that I quote-unquote have to get to, but there really isn't something that I have to ever get to. And so the 125 million people's impact, based off of going backwards and based off of being able to look forwards, it's very clear to me that that impact has already been made and that I created this definition of necessity of, I gotta do this. I gotta do this. I gotta, gotta make sure that I impact these people's lives. I don't, I gotta impact my own life and I gotta share what I share and I gotta listen how I listen and I have to be just exactly who I am. And that just takes care of itself. I think that's not enough people but there's also the lack of necessity to define the number of people. It's an incredible gift to be able to receive because that was one of the intentions that I set, right? Show me how to impact 125 million people's lives and show me how to be the best version of me. I mean, said it over and over again, was really, really fully intentional upon having that happen. And so the first part's answered and maybe even the second part, right? Like how to show me how to be the best version of me. Is just doing the things for me that I need to do that feel right in my soul, right? Because I'm operating from a place of, of purity, from love, from integrity. Like, There's nothing that I could do that would be wrong because, number one, there is no right and wrong, but number two, it's exactly what is right for me. And so I, I get these revelations in this first, you know, I don't have watches on, but what feels like an hour and a half. And then I just sit up like it's like, oh, the lights came on. Now, not physically, but like the, the medicine has not stopped, but like I'm out of that ether for a second. And so I sit up, I'm looking around, right, and everybody's enjoying themselves. I'm like, man, it's, did I, did I sleep through? Did I miss the the call for the second dose? No, I didn't. Right, No sooner do I sit up and I'm watching the, the shaman. She eventually starts lighting the candles around the ayahuasca. She's blessing it once again. She calls everybody up for seconds. And yet again, I decide there's no necessity to push and push and push. Why don't I just remain present in the moment and allow other people to go? And then I will go up for my second dose. And so I wait till, towards nearly the end, go up for my second dose, ask very clearly to the shaman, may I please have two, two more? She smiles and she laughs and said, of course. And so she goes and gets me two two full glasses of it. She leans in and says, if if, if you'd like more, you can come back and ask for a third. And I'm thinking, man, this is great. Like, where was this at the whole time? And She's so kind and it doesn't feel strange to ask this. And so I go back to my, my bed, sitting vertically once again, right, the same 30 minutes. At this point, though, I don't think I made it anywhere near 30 minutes. It's probably 15 so I lay back down in that position and who knows the amount of time later, but it is like blast off like hyperspace. Here we come. I can't, like the most incredible sensations of touch and feel and sound and being in this place of disconnection from what is real, which then made it feel even more real. Like this is really where it's supposed to be. It's almost like I got to be, it's not almost like, I got to be just energy. I got to just be. And like I'm touching things and I'm feeling things and I'm laughing. Like there's so many different ways to purge and I hadn't purged at all this this entire time really. Right? Like maybe some sweating but it's also warm here so who knows if that's really what it was. But I literally, my cheeks still hurt right now from laughing nonstop about just the the beauty and the, the majesty and the majestic nature of of life, and what this is, and so the best way I can describe it is like I, I fell off the grid, like I fell into this space that's it's everything and it's nothing, like it's it's everything was all encompassing, and there's there's shapes and there's sounds and there's all this stuff, and like I can feel myself like I know I have to use a restroom, like I know I have to to urinate. Right, but I'm, I'm touching the bed to try to push myself up, and I realize like I am mangled. Like I am, I feel really dialed in, right? I feel incredibly whole. I feel as though everything is just how it should be as I, my eyes are closed and I'm in this experience. But then when I go to, in my physical form, stand up, I realize like this is just not happening. So I'm on my hands and knees on my bed, and like I'm touching the pillow, and like I'm rubbing my face side to side. And it sounds crazy, but like, this is, I know my physical body is doing this because I feel my physical body doing this, but my mind is in an energetic place where I am not in the physical room. So it's like, I'm now, I'll call it in the control center, controlling my body from an energetic place. Only thing is I need my, my soul, my energy in my body to actually get it to go anywhere. So I'm trying, and it's this crazy disconnection of what could be. And eventually I'm like I prop myself up and I look and I'm having such a hard time now being able to focus. Like my eyes are open and I can see, right? Like I'm, I'm not incoherent. There's not little green Martians running around or anything like that, but like I can't focus on any one thing. Like, so what feels best is, you know, having that veil of my eyelids closed so I can see what I need to see without my eyes. And so eventually I'm able to stand up because I know I have to pee and it's, it's like this question back and forth. And do I really have to? Is I, what's the message here? What am I learning? Like, can I shut this off? Like again, this control center type of feel. I can't shut it off, so I go to stand up, finally push myself up, and realize like, okay, well, we're 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 in the deep end of the swimming pool now. I, trying to walk is a, a very unique experience. Not in a sense of being drunk. It's it's not a it's not a feeling of being intoxicated. It's this thing of. The best way I can keep describing it is just the energy that I am is present. Like I know everything that's going on. My body is just this physical expression of what that really is. And so walking is like, I can't get the pieces to go together the right way, but feel great. And so as I walk out of the Maloka towards the restroom, I feel someone grab my hand, which is incredibly fortunate right? And I need, certainly needed that. And I'm laughing and this is hilarious and, and all these things. And so this, this man, I don't know who it was. I'll find out today, but walks me over to the grass and my hands up, you know, above my heart, he's holding it up high and he says, look, just breathe. Just, just center yourself. Just feel the grass, just center yourself. And so I start breathing and breathing. Cause I mean, I've been laughing for what feels like three hours at this point, nonstop, just marveling at all this stuff that is really Like, what is real? Like, what is this energy? And so, get out to the grass. He leaves me alone. I look up at the stars and it's like trying to focus on one star. I'm like, man, if I can just focus, maybe I can just take myself to the star. Focusing was not happening that way. It's a beautiful landscape. Like, you know what? It's been calling me this entire time just to be at one with nature, right? Just to lay underneath the stars. And one of the things they shared with us when we first came here was when you feel that it's okay, but stay in the energy of the maloka. There's something like you're fighting the resistance, right? When you want to leave the maloka, this wasn't, wasn't fighting the resistance. I loved every bit of this. I just wanted to feel all of this, like this thing in my head of knowing this is what I had to do. And so I'm outside underneath the stars, standing in the grass and just decide to plop down, lay on my back, same position. Hands above my head, eyes closed, and I am all types of different places. Right? Just and these places again, it's like energy. Just imagine that like a ball of light just traveling around and doing everything. That's how it feels. That's how it felt. And so at one point I open my eyes and look up, and of course, who would be there but my wife? With a with a smile and kind of Dancing past me and like, man, is this is this real? Is this is it really her? And of course it was. And so she skips away and I just I just want to see her and share all this with her, but I can't get the pieces moving, and we're not supposed to do that. And so I eventually pull myself back up because I still realize I do have to use a restroom. Pull myself back up and the the restrooms are about a six. To eight foot walk from where I'm at, so I'm outside and I'm you know, shuffling my feet in the grass, and it's such an incredible feeling, like feeling the earth, feeling so connected. Get in the restroom, softly close the door, you know, stand up to relieve myself. Well, I'm standing up, but you know, go to relieve myself, and it's just a crazy experience, like the fact of again this this thing of the control center, like I know what I'm doing. But it's like I'm viewing myself doing it. Like I'm I'm there and I'm obviously physically doing it, but I'm like two steps behind that, like watching this, like really observing me. Like man, this is this is phenomenal. Like how can I live like this? And that's the thing. This wasn't a scary place to be, and this is this felt like home. This felt like what it's supposed to be. This is exactly what it's supposed to be. And so I finish, and I, I'm in awe, right? There's a the salt lamp in the room, and there's no lights on in the bathroom, and just the glow of the light, and opening the door, and then like yeah, okay, I'm faced with the decision now, do I walk in the Maloka or do I lay back in the grass? Like you know what, I'm, I'm gonna lay in the grass. Lay back down in the grass and just continue on this journey, of like feeling the grass and feeling the earth and having having just the sense of literally that this is what it's all about. Like that this is one of those best times in my life, like ever. And then the, the shamans, they know this it's time for music and there's been music being played in, in between and it grows, but now it's a different thing. Like now it's more, you know, modern music. Like somebody's playing a guitar, somebody's singing and then everybody's sitting together and I'm just like laying on my back, hands above my head, moving a little bit and just like, this is it. This is, this is what all this is really supposed to be for me. And of course I look over to my right, turn my head over to the right and there's a fire pit that's again in between the Maloka and the, the restroom. And it's tough to describe this, but it's exactly right versus a 45 degree right for the bathroom. And I look over and, of course my wife is over there again and she's smiling and she's waving and it's like, man, this is just all of it. Like all the stuff that I search and all the stuff I push for and all the all of it, it's all meaningless. And not from some like esoteric way. Like it's okay to have material wants, but like what more is there than laying underneath the stars in the grass in Costa Rica with music and my wife and the sense of unity, and wholeness, and fulfillment, and just beauty everywhere, like none of the other stuff matters. Like, I could just keep living that night forever. Like, it just just stay there. Just stay there and just be in that. And that's just that returning to self, right? That That is what I believe, why it's been calling me for so long to reconnect with nature to do these things is because I know in in my soul, like I'm, I gotta go back that I I have to get more into that space. I have to stop worrying about all the pushing and all the stuff. And so I eventually roll over onto my stomach still outside in the grass and, you know, using my, my arms as a pillow and still just feeling and listening and thinking, think about everything and nothing all at once. Then I, I can feel myself drifting in and out of sleep a little bit or at least wanting to sleep, but still being very heavily under the control of the medicine. And then one of the, uh, you know, assistance facilitators comes over and like gently nudges me, it's time to go back inside. So now the lights are on, right? it's 12 o'clock at night, whatever time it would be. And I drag myself. I'm like, wow, this is just still really, really, really prevalent. And so... Everybody's sitting around the shaman. I go back to my mattress and lay down and just, I'm listening. I'm hearing what she's sharing. I'm hearing the stories that people are sharing, but there is no chance I am ready to function like all these people. Like I'm way out of it still. And so Frankie, a nice woman next to me, um, is trying to have a conversation with me about, did you get it? Like, how was your experience? I'm like, man, I can't, I can't talk yet. Like, sure. I, I hear you. And I'm trying to explain it. Like, I'm just not ready. So then Lindsay comes over, how you doing? And Luke that was sitting next to me, another one of the facilitators is, you know, asking me questions of all things, like how much do you weigh? And I'm like, man, just (laughs) not yet, not yet for all this stuff. Lindsay brings me my sandals and it takes me another 15 or 20 minutes just to sit up and try to bring it back together. And so she's like, are you still, you still feeling? I said, hundred percent, like I'm, I'm still heavily under the influence of this incredible plant. And so slide the sandals on and we, we walk, you know, a quarter mile, whatever it is to our, to our hacienda and like having, trying to have this conversation with her and shuffling and feeling again, like I'm coming out of the control center, I'll call it. I'm coming back into my body, but it's still like, man, I feel like I'm tipping to the right. I'm tipping to the left, like just just walk straight. And come into the room and had full intentionality of trying to record a podcast and just realizing like, I just have to go to bed. I have to shut this down for tonight. And it's, it's, I'm sure there'll be more pieces that come to mind as, as things progress forward. But the four dosages, you know, four drinks of ayahuasca was certainly something that took me to a place that it wasn't even scary. It was like, if I lived in that place forever like not only the moment in time and not only the soul's regression into being outside and the warmth and like this is what we're supposed to do and if I could just it it wasn't scary to be in that energetic place it was like there was no like oh man what if I don't come back it's almost like I was hoping I didn't come back like it was so beautiful it was so enjoyable and so Today I have the, the great pleasure of interviewing Jerry Powell and a couple other people from, from Rhythmia. Because of the time I'm shooting this, I have to just bid you farewell and encourage you to go out and, of course, get shit done based off the fact of necessity of needing to just move forward.